0: This is Real Talk with Brendan Bartik. where we'll be talking about the latest real estate strategies, scripts, top producing techniques, and everything you're going to want to know about how to be an elite real estate agent or real estate coach, or just a great business person. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. I am Brendan Bartik with Brendan Bartik Real Estate Coaching, where our mission is to train the most elite real estate agents and coaches on earth. Today I'm going to be taking you through my top 10 strategies that will get your buyer's offer accepted. Now, I've received thousands of offers from buyer's agents over the course of my career, uh, You know, selling over a billion dollars in real estate, thousands of listings. And what I've learned is not only from myself, but other top listing agents across the country is what they look for in offers to explain to their sellers which one is going to get to the finish line and which one is going to be the best overall situation for the seller to move forward and have a successful closing. So I'm going to go through those 10 with you. Uh, Stick around to the very end. I've got a a pro tip there that I'm going to tie this all together with. So, So let's start with number one. Number one is appraisal gap coverage. So, what this means is if you have an offer for five hundred thousand dollars and the property is listed at five hundred thousand dollars let's say that you want to try to win and beat the other competing offers if there are competing offers or if you just your you know the agent or the sellers think there might be an appraisal issue, you want to provide appraisal gap coverage. So what that means is that when you make the offer, let's say the listing is at 500,000 and the offer you make is at 520, you can put in gap coverage that says, look, whatever the appraisal comes in at, we're gonna cover that $20,000 difference. So let's say we're willing to go up to $20,000 over appraised value. So let's say the, the appraisal comes in at 500 or 505, that your buyer would be willing to pay $20,000 up to 525 to cover the gap of that difference if the property doesn't appraise at the offer you're making. All right. Now you can do this a couple ways. Now, before you do anything, check with your real estate rules, your employing broker. This is not legal advice. These are just strategies that I've used and other agents have explained to me that they've used over the years to have massive success. All right. So, so, but always verify everything in your state with your legal department, with everything there. Again, this is not legal advice. These are just strategies. All right. So that's appraisal gap coverage. All right. Now you can also do appraisal gap coverage and not put a limit on it. Now, if you do this, of course you have to explain to your buyer. So what that means is if the property that you're making the offer on is listed at 500, let's say you make your offer at 520 because there's competing offers and the appraisal for some random reason would come in extremely low at 450 some bizarre reason. Well, now you're you're going to be covering 70,000, you know, dollars of of appraised value difference. Now, your buyer would still have the ability depending upon your state to be able to terminate that agreement based upon the loan termination, uh, deadline. Now this gets very gray and very fuzzy. So, you know, be very careful with how you use these clauses and make sure that your buyer completely understands the risk and completely, I I always put this in an email. I always make sure that I have confirmation back that they understand the risk involved. But again, to do these types of things, to get them the house they want, a lot of times they feel very comfortable with moving forward. Okay. The second number two, is to just waive the appraisal condition altogether. So no matter what the property appraises at, your buyers will be moving forward with the purchase. So you're waiving the appraisal objection altogether, right? So that's a very powerful one, makes sellers feel very comfortable, makes listing agents feel very comfortable that, hey, we don't care what this is going to appraise for, but you have to make sure your buyers have the cash available available To make sure that they can go the distance to actually do this. Okay. All right. Number three is to buy the property as is with the right to inspect. So you're going to draft a clause in there that says, look, my buyer is going to be buying the property as is, but they still would like to have the inspection that gives them the ability to terminate the agreement based upon the inspection, right? So as is with the right to inspect, but you're not going to be asking for any items. Now, if you really wanna irritate a listing agent, and I'm telling you, one, you know, and I know a lot of people that try this strategy. They write up offers like this, do the inspection, and then still submit an inspection objection and go, "Well, Brendan, you know, my buyers still just felt that you know there was too much, and they needed to ask for these things." you just lost all credibility. You're, you're going to, you know, you know, again, make everybody during this process irritated. So, so make sure if your buyer's going to buy this as is, they need to be crystal clear that they're buying it as is with the right to inspect, which means that they move forward or they cancel the contract based upon inspection. All right, cool. All right. Now we're looking at number four, waiving the inspection altogether. Okay. Now, again, depending upon your state and legal things, you need to make sure that you have this in agreement by your buyers, making sure that they understand that they are waiving their right. Now, I don't normally recommend this one, but if your buyer is a, a contractor, your buyer could be a home inspector. They feel very comfortable when they went through the property that they know what they're going into and they're not concerned about it. Then, of course, you could just waive the inspection altogether, making the listing agent and seller feel very comfortable that they're not even going to have to deal with any inspection or inspection concerns. Okay, But make sure you've disclosed to your buyer the risk involved in this. All right, number five, you can make the earnest money go hard right out of the gate. So let's say that the the earnest money is $10,000. You can just say, look, we're, we're not playing around. No matter what happens, you sign this agreement today and everything else executes to the contract per what we've laid out, you get $10,000, boom, today, no matter what, all right? You can also split this up to do you know half hard now and half uh, once you're past inspection. You can structure this a number of ways the seller wants peace of mind and they want to know that you have skin in the game so that they can feel comfortable to start planning what they need to do to move forward on the next purchase of their next home or you know whatever it is that they're doing with their their future they just need to have security and cash equals security okay so again but you need to make sure you advise the risk all right now, you could double or triple the earnest money amount, not necessarily making it go hard, so number 6, double or triple the earnest money amount. So let's say that it's 10,000 and your buyers have the cash, put it at 30,000. So when your offer goes up against someone else even though it's non-refundable, Sellers love and, and agents love to see that okay, hey, for whatever it is, even though it's still you know still refundable, that they go, wow, they're really serious. They're putting thirty thousand down, where this other uh, offer is only putting ten thousand dollars down. All right, so that's a big difference in the eyes of a seller and feeling more secure, even though. The perception is that that money's still pretty much refundable based upon inspections and appraisals and a number of other things, depending upon how your contracts work in your state, okay? Uh, number seven, you can offer a lease back for free or at low cost what we call a post-occupancy. So this way you make your offer and you say that the seller can stay in the home after closing for an additional 30, 60, sometimes even up to 90 days. That way that they can sell their home and then they can go ahead and have cash to buy their next home. Or if they're a little bit uh, older and they have a lot of furniture or there's all kinds of things, there's not a seller out there that doesn't like to have cash in hand feel secure about the closing and then be able to move out instead of having to stress, you know, some of you agents write two days of loan condition deadlines before the closing date. Well, that doesn't give anyone any peace of mind. puts the seller under a great deal of distress and they don't feel comfortable with that. So if you want to get your offer accepted, find out what the seller's needs are and provide that convenience to them. A lot of times time and terms can be more valuable than cash, right? Now imagine, but your buyer would still, you know, your buyer needs to be able to stay in their lease or in their current home for X amount of period of time. But for a lot of people that works out, right? It does. Number eight, keep the contract clean what I mean about this is I've seen so many contracts written where the agent goes into the additional provisions and starts rattling off all kind of demands seller will have property professionally cleaned by day of closing seller will do this seller will do that seller will do this they ask for every exclu- uh, a thing in the property under the sun so you know seller will include this 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 right? If you want your offer to get accepted and you're in a competing offer situation, you want to make that offer as clean as possible. The less requests, make sure the exclusions double check with the listing agent, call the listing agent and say, look, I know it says the washer and dryer is included. I just want to double, you know, make sure that that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Cause sometimes agents make mistakes, you know, alert agents make mistakes when they put things into the MLS and you'll draft up this perfect offer offer, just copying everything out of the MLS. Then the seller or the agent gets in and he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize I totally didn't mean to put that the washer and dryer was included. The sellers don't want to include that. So we're going to counter you back with that or who knows what could happen. So you have to speak to the listing agent, find out all the details, perfect, make sure it's clean, and then leave everything else out of the agreement that is going to annoy them, okay? Keep it clean is number eight. Number nine, when you go to submit the offer make sure every single thing is in one email of course by now if you're not using digital signature gosh get figure it out get get with the times figure out how to use digital signatures you know everything should be electronic contracts at this point if you're not doing that then figure out how to get there in your area that just has to happen okay then upload a copy of the earnest money if that's what's traditional in your area Upload the pre-qualification letter into the the digital contract system. Uh, so the the pre-qual letter with the address and the price that you're making the offer at, or the price that you're saying that your buyers are willing to go up to if they're able, to, if it's a competing offer situation. All right. So make sure you do that. Okay. So. All in one email. Don't send three different emails going, here's the letter, here's the earnest money, here's a, 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 a picture of their family and the cat and the dog and all this. One clean email that highlights the details of why your offer is so valuable. So bullet point, boom, boom, boom. My offer has this, 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 this. I really look forward to working with you. If there's anything we can do to make this a win-win situation for your seller or a winning situation for your seller, please let me know. Um, and you know, I look forward to speaking with you. Simple, clean, all-in-one email. Number 10 is an escalation clause. All right. So now every state's different. Some, you know, you know, have all kind of different rules on this, but an escalation clause basically states that when you go to submit an offer, if it's a competing offer situation, that your offer will beat all the other offers by said amount up to usually a certain price. So again, back to the the 500,000. So if it's listed at 500,000, uh, listing agent goes, look, we're, we're going to have competing offers. Submit your highest and best offers by Monday at noon. All right. You could submit an offer at 500,000 with an escalation clause that says we'll beat any competing offer by $1,001, not to exceed $520,000. All All right, that's how you can structure that. Um, And you can also make sure you have verbiage that says that it has to be a verified offer. Talk to your broker, talk to your office about what those clauses look like. If you have question about our additional provision clauses and things that we utilize, feel free to uh, email me at brendan at brendanbardic.com or feel free to go to our uh, website, brendanbartick.com. Uh, we have tons of resources on there. Check out our Facebook, our private Facebook group. Where we post things like this almost on a daily basis. So Brendan Bartick Real Estate Coaching Facebook group, has to, to be a, a member of that. And um, as we're as we're looking at those things, so that escalation clause, now you can also do an uncapped escalation clause. Again, you've got to make sure your buyer, so instead of saying we'll go up to 520, you just leave it uncapped so you can beat any offer out there and then make sure after you go under contract, depending upon the other clauses you utilized, you could always explain to your buyer that they still have the ability to decide if they want to move forward based upon inspection and all of these other possible ways out if necessary. All right, so those are 10 amazing strategies that you can utilize to get your offer accepted. All right. So again, I'm just going to go through them. Just one more appraisal gap coverage. Number one, number two, waive the appraisal number three, as is with the right to inspect number four, waive the inspection number five, make the earnest money hard. Number six, double or triple the earnest money. Number seven, offer a lease back for free or for a very low amount, depending upon cost and or days. So 30, 60, 90, or you could do it for 30 days for free, or you could do it for 30 days for 500 bucks. Just depends. But again, the more advantageous it looks to the seller, the better off you'll be. All right. Keep number eight, keep it clean. Don't put a lot of garbage in there and find out from the listing agent, exa- a listing agent exactly what needs to be in there, all right? Number nine, all in one email. Have everything packaged, smart, precise, all in one email that makes it as easy as possible for the agent to send it to, its cli- to their clients and have it signed, reducing any amount of resistance to have that process happen. Okay. So earnest money, lender letter, all those things are accurate, all of that in there. All right. And then number 10, escalation clause. If you're in a competing offer situation, you can do capped or uncapped escalation clause stating that you'll beat any offer by X amount. Now I Do a thousand and one dollars, right? Depending on the price point of the home, Uh, I just like that fact. I think it's kind of funny. And if a lot of people are doing, hey, we'll beat any offer by 500, a thousand, you never know that that thousand and one dollar might work. You could do a thousand fifty, you could do eleven hundred. Think strategy here and explain to your buyers why you're doing certain things because it's a strategy. They'll thank you for it. All right, that's the reason. A thousand and one, a thousand and fifty, a thousand one hundred. If it's a, a very high end property, it might need to be five thousand, ten thousand, whatever it is. Sweet enough to make sure that you think you're going to stand out over the comp- other competing offers. That's what you're going to want to have in there. Okay. Now, all right, and now the last pro tip here. Okay, so here's here's the 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 real underbelly of the, of the world. Don't. Annoy the listing agent, all right. And I say this to you out there, I've been on the other side of it, I've made many of offers. I'm I'm I've I've done both of this. But what I see a lot of agents do is you'll start texting the agent 50 times. Hey, did you get the offer? Hey, did you get the offer? Hey, have you heard anything back from the seller? Hey, I was just curious. Do you think if I have four or five offers that the more annoying you are, the more I'm going to be really working with my seller, trying to explain to them why they should want to work with you? If I think even for a second that you're remotely insane, I'm going to probably let my sellers know that this is how you're acting and that, you know, maybe I have, you know, not such a good feeling. Sellers will ask all this time. So they'll go, Hey, Brennan, what do you think? Which one do you think we should go with? Hey, Brendan, which one do you think we should go with? What offer would you go with if it was your home? And if they ask me that question, I'm just telling you the underbelly of the, of the business here. I'm going to tell them the one that I think's going to make it to the finish line. And that's going to be the one that's the most professional, the least annoying, the one that has the most common sense that I've been interacting with over time, and of course, the one that's the best price and best terms and all of those things. But a lot of times it could come down to all things being very similar. And it's just that the agent's annoying. And I don't want to have to spend the next 30 or 45 days dealing with something or someone that's going to be extremely frustrating. Okay. So be careful of that make your be very nice to the listing agent ask them exactly what the seller is looking for double check the mls before you make that call to make sure you know everything that's listed in there don't waste their time and ask them don't call up the listing agent and be like so what's uh what's the uh, seller looking for as far as the uh, inclusions exclusions well did you check the mls oh well no no okay why don't you check the mls You can confirm that everything in the MLS is correct, obviously. Find out what the seller's situation is in regards to timing. Obviously, that's going to be very important. But again... When you're speaking to the listing agent, this is also your opportunity to build trust with them, build professionalism with them, make them go, Hey, look, I want to feel that I'm going to have no anxiety after speaking with you and that everything's going to go well during this transaction. So pro tip, don't annoy the agent, make your best offer, get all the information and then wait. And then that's that's the best that you can do. If you think that going every five seconds, hey, did you get the, hey, yes, you can confirm that I've received the offer. Put that in your email and ask for confirmation. In most digital technology, you can put that there's a, re, a read receipt when they open it uh, and a number of other things. So feel free to verify that I received it because you are correct. If I received 10, 15 offers, you might get lost in the sauce. You don't want that to happen. You can ask for that, but not every hour going, so did your seller make a decision yet? So what do you think? Do we have a shot? So, hey, do you think we're going to do this? You're not going to win. All right. So I hope this was helpful. Use these strategies. There are more than just these, but these are the top 10 that I know will definitely increase your ability to get your offer accepted. Check with your local, you know, employing broker legal team to make sure how to do these. Don't just start going winging out verbiage. It's going to put your buyers at risk, protect your buyers at all costs, but inform them of things that they can do tactically and to have a strategy. So they're winning these, these properties that they want. And you're not just disappointing them time and time again. The buyer wants to get the house. They want to get to the finish line. They want you to get them there. Get out of your head that it's, well, hey, maybe they're paying too much money or hey, you know, they they might not want to risk this. That's their decision to make, not yours. Okay? Get your buyer what they want and inform them of the risk. All right, so really enjoyed this session. Check out all of our episodes. Check out our YouTube page. You know, we're going to be releasing all kind of information every single week. I'm excited for you to practice these strategies and techniques. Connect with us. And as always, I wish you great success.